Welcome to Roadcase, the podcast that explores the live music experience. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Josh Rosenberg, and I'll be taking you on a journey through in-depth interviews with performers and key people in the industry to explore the magic of live music, how it can be totally transformative for both fans and performers, and we'll look at how they take it all out on the road. It's going to be a great ride, so here we go. Okay, here we are. Welcome to Roadcase, everybody. This is Josh Rosenberg. I am your host. I am so psyched to be here. This is part two of the five-part Newport Folk Festival series of in-person interviews that I did at the Newport Folk Festival that took place in Newport, Rhode Island, in Fort Adams on July 28th through the 30th. I was so psyched to be able to do these in-person interviews and bring them to you. For this episode, I've got interviews that I did uh, at Newport with Gregory Allen Isakoff, Holden Jaffe of Delwater Gap with the amazing Joby Riccio and equally stunning and amazing Alice Phoebe Lou. Uh, so psyched to bring these to you. If you're here for the, if you're here on Roadcase for the first time, welcome to the Roadcase family. If you're a long time and or regular listener, so psyched to have you back. This is a great episode, uh, for you to tune in on. And I'm so psyched to be here. And as I do for every episode, I want to remind everybody to follow us on the socials. We're at Roadcase Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also send me your questions and comments to uh, to my email, info at roadcasepod.com. Would love to hear from you. And you can find out more information about Roadcase by visiting our website, roadcasepod.com. So a great way to help support Roadcase, and we really rely on the support of you amazing listeners. Super easy to do, really helps out the show. Subscribe to Roadcase, and uh, uh, all you have to do is click on that button on Spotify. There's a little button that says follow right there on the Roadcase homepage and on Apple Podcasts. uh, Up on the upper right-hand corner, there is a check mark. Just click on that one. Uh, That helps out the show quite a bit, so thanks so much for doing that in advance. Really appreciate your help. And uh, another great way to help support Roadcase is to rate and review this podcast. So on Spotify, underneath that follow box, there's a little box with some check uh, with some stars. Uh, Just click on those. Uh, Super easy to do. And on Apple Podcasts, just scroll up a bunch from the Roadcase homepage, click a bunch of stars, and there's a place where you can write some words of review. Anything uh, that you'd like uh, super helps out the show. Really appreciate that. So first off, I've got Gregory Allen Isakoff. He is a South African-born, now Colorado-based artist. He immigrated with his parents from South Africa when he was just seven years old and moved to Philadelphia. Uh, his new album, Appaloosa Bones, is coming out in one week from today on August 18th. Uh, that comes uh, after a five-year break from his 2018 Grammy-nominated, 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 Grammy-nominated album, uh, Evening Machines. Just wonderful, absolutely amazing. And he's going out on a giant fall tour uh, in October and November. Um, he'll be in Canada in the Pacific Northwest. He's playing Red Rocks. He's playing in the Midwest for my Chicago fam. I'll be in Chicago on October 1st. Uh, then he's headed to the East Coast, going to Europe in late November, and then New Zealand and Australia in January. This is Greg's world 
tour. It is amazing. He's touring with Shovels and Ropes for some shows, uh, with Lucius, uh, and with Milk Carton Kids. Greg's got a really huge sense of gratitude for people that come to his shows, really speaks to the humble nature. He's a farmer, first and foremost, by his own admission, and he is an amazing songwriter and just a really great dude. So psyched for you to hear this one. I'll come back on and introduce the other guests, Holden Jaffe, Joby Richo, and Alice Phoebe Lou coming up after Gregory Allen Isakoff. So here's me and Greg talking at Newport Folk Festival. And here we go. Greg, great to see you, man. Great to see you. Thanks for being on Roadcase. Thanks for having me. Such an honor to have you, dude. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to try to talk, even. I know. You were telling me that you were a talker, and I'm like, okay, A, why are you here? B, <laughs> B uh, I guess, then let's talk about like writing words down then, because your albums and what you have to say in your process is extraordinary. Thank I mean, you. Wow. It's just so beautiful. And let's talk about... Newport Folk. Yeah. Like, you're here, man. This has got to be your sweet spot. It's amazing here. Yeah. It's like everywhere you turn, it's mind blowing. Yeah. The music you'll hear, people you'll meet, and stuff. Right. I discovered one of my best friends now. Uh, he played right before us at, at that stage over there. And, oh, who's that? Uh, Lee Folabeck. Oh, cool. And uh, I, he played right before us, and I didn't want to go on because I just wanted to listen to him play more. <laughs> This is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, what's been like a highlight of your, like besides that, like what's been like a highlight of your experience? I mean, there's so many, so many collaborative things going on here. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Are you sitting in on other sets? So yeah. Your set, was, your set was yesterday. I'm playing tomorrow. You're playing tomorrow. We okay. just rolled in this What was morning. the thing you were talking about yesterday at the stage? Oh, I wasn't here yesterday. Wait, what did you just say? I was, um, oh, last last year or a few years ago oh 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 oh, oh but okay. no i wasn't here right. we just we confusion played. averted no that's okay we played okay. burlington last night and we just got here this morning oh all right all right yeah yeah can't ask an artist like where they were yeah, yesterday with any kind of reliable like any you can't no. hang your hat on any answer that's reliable in any way <laughs> sometimes i don't blame it man i'm like where am i yeah yeah i was talking to uh my friend ben atkin who's the drummer for goose who are playing here today this afternoon and i'm like how's it going man like you guys are just getting so big and he's like oh man i mean he's like all right i'm not really talking out of turn or anything he's just like i get off the bus sometimes and it's like hot and humid and i just literally don't know where i am yeah you know it's like it's bizarre. Uh, it wasn't saying it in a bad way, just kind of an observational thing. I don't know yeah. if you're talking out of turn, but still, it's you know, bizarre... it's um it's hard. Yeah. It's hard, right? Um so anyway, so so your set's tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. Um and you are um uh tell me about your Newport experiences to date and kind of what that's looked like. Well, you're the second person I've met today. I've talked to you today. Mm -hmm. So it's going well. So yeah. Far. But uh, in, in terms of playing here, you said it was a couple of years ago? A couple of years ago. Yeah, we, the first time we played here was five or six years ago. It was amazing. It was mind blowing. Oh, really? Just to see uh, what, I mean, I'd heard about the Newport Folk Festival. I'd heard the stories, how like Dylan got booed off stage for yeah. going electric. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I play electric now. It's like, I hope that happens. I hope something cool happens. <laughs> I hope people boo me off stage. Yeah, at, least they're, at least they were listening, right? Yeah. It's like, that's the vibe here. Yeah. Yeah. 
Last night was really special. My morning jacket played. I heard it was yeah, great. Yeah, and had uh, John Oates and Marco Price come up for um, I Feel the Earth Move. Cool. Maggie Rogers sang uh, You Say You Love Me, Fleetwood Mac, cool. which is like a really cool kind of deep cut. No, not really, but still. Um, intriguing things about you. First of all, you've got a new, this new album, Appaloosa Bones, coming out on August 18th. Um, yeah. I'm really excited about that. I've listened to a couple of the singles, and that's wonderful. And that's... After a significant wait, like five years, I guess. That's on the heels, I might add, yeah. of a Grammy-nominated album, the prior um, album. What's, remind me of the name of that one. Uh, that one was called Evening Machines. Evening Machines. It's yeah. beautiful. I was Thank listening you. to it. Cycle. I, I, I park over here, and then I ride in uh, oh, on, a, yeah. on a friend's bike. I park at a friend's house. So I was listening to that album on my cool. way rolling into Newport. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I that love, wait, the wait know, time. I love making records for that reason, like whenever I think about making records, I'm making records for one person, you know, like whether they're just like, it's a solo, it's a uh, solo experience where, you know, the show is just like, there's, you never know how yeah. many thousands of people or whatever. Right. It's just such a different craft. And I love that about it. You know? Ah, so that's kind of the, um, your muse quote unquote is like the one person that's listening when you're yeah. writing a song. Is there, a per- do you have like a, well, something in your head, <laughs> you know, normally it's, ex-partner current <laughs> no it's it's a, probably a, a fragment of myself that's like whatever you know another person in their 87 toyota pickup with their speakers <laughs> like oh, i hope it sounds good in their version of their car yeah. you know or whatever but yeah. yeah well that's cool yeah it's so organic and you go in so many different type of directions i i, I, I really love that um you said something funny that you're a campfire song ruiner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> well, you know, I dug that up. I had to write it down and I, throw I li- it by you. I live at this farm in outside of Boulder. And, yeah. You know, people stop by all the time. Bands always come through and there's always plenty of spots to stay. Cool. And so we're always like. Well, there is because I'm going to be there late August. You can. <laughs> you Definitely. You're welcome. But I. Thank we'd you. We always have like little fires and share some songs and people just chime in with each other. Uh-huh. You know, wow. and especially when you don't know anyone and you're sitting around a campfire playing, sharing songs and yeah. no, I don't Become have anything friends. like I, I realize like, oh, I don't have any choruses that people can or like nothing repeats. Like, <laughs> oh, that's and it's like, oh, mean. like, all right, I don't know if you guys want me to do this, but I, I ruined these. Here's things. another long Dylan song <laughs> without a bridge. Like, there's no repeating chorus, you know, so. but you, uh, is that something that you're Obviously, that's something that you're proud of. Why? <laughs> well, I don't I mean, know. I'm not. I'm not hanging judgment on. I, I want to look at that for a minute. I, um, I think um, there's so many way, angles to look at songs and songwriting. And I do love a campfire song. Like I think that I have one or two, maybe. Yeah. That actually repeat. But then there's like instead of the C, it'll be A minor or something the second time. It's like <laughs> annoying for people, but. But here comes that chorus yeah. again. Oh but no! It's a little it's bit different. different. Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, you know, songs like a good song is like a good poem, where it's like you start somewhere, and then by the time you're finished, you're like in a different place. It's like a ride, and so I tend to my natural way of writing is has never been like you know like the verse chorus verse chorus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere different. Than going. Sometimes I just think of it as like an intro and an outro. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And so you kind of just like live in that world for a minute, tell the story and, and, and leave. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. I fucking love it, man. And this is going to be your sixth album. Um, you did an album with Colorado Symphony Orchestra. Yeah. 
That's isn't that crazy? Like in the they where do you have a so wait so I'm, I was just I was, okay I'm stammering like first interview of the day but like <laughs> the studio like and then I'm like oh no they have a yeah we, symphony orchestra we, fucking yeah we've played venue with the symphony we did a whole symphony tour just different symphonies across the country yeah which was this bizarre dream of mine forever um, and it was so much fun. I asked the conductor at the Colorado Symphony, "Hey, would you guys be into like record, like going in there and recording a show?" So we had two shows in Denver, and there was uh, some problems with the mics that night oh, great. and the crowd noise and stuff. So they were like, "Look, why don't you just come back and we'll just play in front of nobody? Uh-huh. Just like we'll get the symphony back and we'll just do a live record and we'll just mic it up really well in an empty space, which is like my favorite." Yeah, and so that's what we got. Nice. So it was sort of a live record in front of nobody. You know? Nice. You get excited when you talk about like playing in front of nobody, playing <laughs> songs that are diverse. I'm kind of getting <laughs> the don't. story now, Greg. <laughs> You're on a farm out there, you know? Yeah. It's a cool vibe. Tell me about the farming. You know, I was telling you, I talked to Chris Wood who left Nashville. Um, you know, uh, he, um, they grew up out in California, I think with Oliver um, or maybe I'm mistaken, but I know Oliver spent some time in Atlanta. I had Oliver on the show both and Chris as well. And they were in Nashville together recently, um, because they built a studio there for Wood Brothers and other things. And, um, and then during the pandemic, Chris moved out to Vancouver. He had a partner who lived out there and, and he's on a farm uh-huh. doing his own farming. Cool. So this yeah. is like, you know. It's a thing. I, like, I keep, I'm yeah. not that. In, I'm a city guy. I'm not that in touch with who's like tilling the soil, right? But you really have a serious. He, he's. It's a very small enterprise there. But you're um, telling me about the farming. Like, you're yeah. Like, I mean, you know, it was my first job. I went to school for for, for as a horticulture. You're yeah, a horticulturist. Soil, soil science and horticulture and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> and so music was something. I was like, I didn't think it was gonna do much. You know, I would do that in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. And I would go play little coffee shops up Seattle and like Spokane and stuff. And yeah. maybe like pay for my campsite and stuff. Uh-huh. You know? And I didn't think it was like going to be a thing. And so <clears throat> it eventually, you know, I, I think there was a year there. Um, I played like 200 shows or something. And I was right. like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like the Jeez. band's paying rent. I'm paying rent. Like it's happening. It's like beating the next level of like Zelda or whatever. And, 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 and you're like, I didn't even think this was possible. And then I found myself really missing my job. I was like, I, this is cool and everything, but I, I, I miss work. So like farming is like your number one thing. Yeah, yeah. it is. And, uh-huh. and so now I guess we're on our eighth season at this farm where I'm at. And, uh, we do about a hundred CSA members. What's CSA though? It's, um, I saw that in the writings and I didn't. Yeah. It's, it's a really cool thing that, that a lot of small farms do which is uh it stands for community supported agriculture which is uh, you just sign up for these boxes in the spring and you get oh, you the get box like a box thing yeah of, of vegetables i should do that from and like i'm so close to michigan and farms and stuff i, I a I lot of people are that. scared of it because they're like i don't know what to do with fennel every week but we we switch oh, i could do we it. switch we switch you roast it every and you week. eat it yeah <laughs> and we, we <laughs> throw in with a lemon chicken yeah we throw in some interesting crops once in a while but um you know uh, we do about 10 to 12 crops every week. Right. 
And wasn't there something where you were giving it to like food to people in yeah. need? As yeah, well? so we we match like however memory members we have, we match a portion of the share. We we donate we donate that to the food bank, which is oh, cool. fun and cool. Cool keeps our compost small and that's <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess like I'm thinking about the organic theme, organic songwriting. You have this very interesting songwriting process, and I was. So, you know, the organic, organic gardening, organic songwriting, kind of like just getting the hands dirty and getting into things and sort of living with things and watching them grow. If yeah. I can be silly enough to like extend that analogy out. But absolutely. You know, this five year process of album has been written uh, of, of waiting from your last album to this one has been there's been quite a bit written about. It. And so I was thinking a little bit about it and reading a little bit about what you've said about living with these songs and creating it and being in one particular environment when you're had had thought of when this song came to you yeah um i think it's really interesting how you 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 look at songs correct me if i'm wrong but as as kind of a breathing element something that 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 comes alive and comes to you when they do was there any time during that when you were more impatient or absolutely you know i always have these ideas i was like i'm gonna make this lo-fi record it's gonna be like a lot of old k guitars and like kind of rock and roll record i just like love records like that yeah and then I'll, you'll start the process and the songs are like, fuck you, we're going to do this other thing. And the you just, songs are like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, and so you just kind of have to follow. And your only kind of guide is like, do I feel something, you know? Right. And that's really, at the end of the, you know, so I think a lot of the, the time I spend between records is listening and taking space away and being coming back to a piece of music and being like, is this, that's is interesting. This, do I so still feel you something? create something, it's kind of like a living thing. And then you come back to it and see what it says to you. You don't force your own nature onto the song oh, or the yeah. process or what you do. It's kind of a, you know, like if you want to make a lo-fi fucking yeah. rock album, you can, do I, could, I can do it, but I, um, it wasn't what was happening. <laughs> interesting. And so, I just realized there were all these like super B-side-y, long kind of ambient songs that wanted to come out. And I was like, all right, well, this is different. That's so cool. What to do, but. That's so cool. Yeah. And so, and you've been playing these things around and. Um, We've been playing been a few the, songs. Uh, uh, what's been the vibe? Like, is that interesting for you to like finally. It's great. I, mean, I assume you played them for friends and things and you've yeah. ruined a couple campfires with them here Definitely. and there over the last five years. Yes, for sure. <laughs> but like to be up in front of the stage and put those out there. I it's thought. great. Um, I, I play with amazing musicians too, um, that I've been playing with forever. Yeah. And, uh, I love, you know, cause I record mostly by myself mm-hmm. in the studio and I love what the band has done with these songs. Nice. Nice. Is that what you, you brought a band here? Yeah. Uh huh. Tell me about the band a little bit. So I, pl- I've played with the same guys for rep forever, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, one of our guitar players, Danny, I used to be his drummer when we were 11. Oh. <laughs> Wow, God. Yeah, I remember we we had this four track recorder, and I remember being eleven or twelve, practicing in his basement, and we threw the four track against the wall. And I think he said it. I'm not sure if I said it or he said it, we we were both we were both like, "We'll never sound like Pearl Jam." <laughs> <laughs> he was right. <laughs> he was right. Yeah. We were bummed about that. That's awesome. Um, real briefly, though, your parents emigrated from South Africa. Yeah. Are you Jewish? Jewish, South uh, African, okay. bizarre, like, bizarre herd of people. Um, but 
quite numerous, though. There's a lot of Jews in South Africa. Yeah. In Johannesburg? Yeah, surprisingly, yes. Yeah. Well, it didn't surprise me. I'm a Jew, and I oh. like believe in the diaspora. Mm-hmm. Like, there's like, Jews all over the place. Yeah, but my whole did family. Did they leave for any kind of, like, reasons? Like, we left during the height of the uh, the apartheid ah, in okay. South Africa. And so a lot of our family went to Australia or um, different places. Uh-huh. But, um, so you have your own individual family diaspora. Yeah. And so my dad is an, uh, he's an electronic engineer and he oh, got cool. a job in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. And so we all moved uh-huh. from like picking mangoes when we were kids to like Philly. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> so to picking a- grass out of the cracks <laughs> in the sidewalk, it was, basically. It was a bizarre adjustment. And right. um, how old were you? I was almost seven. Uh huh. Yeah. Pretty good time to move. Yeah. Yeah. You're like exciting. conscious. You remember a lot about South Africa. I do, yeah. Yeah, and, and then I'd, you get to. I'd like, heard of America. I'd seen like Wizard of Oz. I was really I was terrified. Oh, you seen Wizard of Oz? Oh, so you knew everything I, there yeah. was to know. I was, I was good. It's about the gold standard, anyway, yeah, from the basically. 1930s, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yellow brick. No, it is about the yellow brick road and <laughs> yeah, the emerald. The emerald little, city. The green emerald city was the dollar. I was terrified of the tornadoes. Right. But other than that, it was, was don't good. watch it up with Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done that yet, but it keeps coming up. And I, every time I hear that, I'm like, I need to do that. I need to do that. When am I going to do that? Yeah. Have you done it? No, I have no. no I don't know how to do it, actually, logistically, because <laughs> I'm playing it on my TV. Where do I listen to it on my I guess I put in headphones, too. You would have know. to anyway, have that's a stereo. Me. That's that's a me problem. Yeah, that is. That will work it out. <laughs> <laughs> um this was cool. So you're going out on, um, and you're going out on tour uh, later this year. You are playing like at Chicago Theater and uh, yeah. Ryman, and you sold out your hometown show at Red Rocks. It's exciting, dude. That's amazing. It's exciting. Yeah, it's. Um, I still. I'm. Not, I mean, every time we play, because I take off like you know most of the growing season when normally in, in the year. But every time I go back out, I'm just like I cannot believe people show up. And park, and like, and hike, and find dinner <laughs> somewhere, and get a babysitter if they have to. Or yeah. I just it blows my mind. That's amazing. Everywhere. So you have a deep sense of gratitude I'm so that you're doing what you're doing, and people are showing up absolutely. for it. Absolutely, I can't believe it. That's fucking amazing, man. It's amazing. You just like walk onto that stage at Red Rocks just to take one of the amazing venues that you're playing, and then all of a sudden, all those people are there. It does take a lot of effort to go, but it's they're coming because they love you. They love huge, your songs and they love your music, yeah, man. It's a huge honor, and it's a huge pain in the ass for to go to a show. <laughs> Not to mention for to pl- everybody play a show and like be up there. And oh, do that your part thing, that man. part's great. But yeah, and you got some special guests: shovels and rope, Lucius, milk carton kids. Yeah. Just what does that look like? Uh, get like you're calling them guests. It's not like supporters. Yeah, they're they're up. they're gonna play first, but I'm gonna like carry all their gear in for them. <laughs> oh, good. That's nice of you. Yeah, because I'm I can't believe they they're playing. So right. yeah, they they all just old friends, and they all decided to uh, help us out. Yeah, do support. Cool. That's awesome, Greg. Thanks yeah. so much for being here, brother. Thanks for having me. It was me. really a pleasure to talk to you yeah, and get you to know you. Yeah, and, you uh, You're a cool dude. You man. too, man. I love the gratitude. I love the mellowness. It's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for being here, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Cheers. Okay, that was me and Greg Allen Isakoff having a nice chat on the couch at Newport Folk Festival. He's got a new album coming out entitled Appaloosa Bones, and that's coming out just in the next couple of days on August 18th. Such a mellow dude. Uh, I really loved talking to him. 
you know, he talks about making records for kind of one person. You know, I asked him what what he's really uh, what the audience really is. You know, it's kind of that one guy talked about it being a fragment of himself. And uh, you know, generally I like talking about live performance, but the songwriting craft for Greg is really kind of the thing. So we really focused on that. He loves the craft of making records and uh, writing songs. And we had that laugh about being a campfire ruiner, which uh, which was really interesting. Just, you know, it doesn't have that repeating chorus that comes back in and uh, really had a good laugh about that. We talked about how writing a song, a good song is like a good poem. You know, it's just a ride. Uh, you know, you show up in one place, it starts in one place and you end up at a different place at the end. Super devoted to horticulture and his farming in Colorado. And you can tell, uh, you know, everything about him is really organic to continue that analogy. Uh, just a wonderful guy. Uh, like I said at the top, he's going out on this giant world tour in Canada, Pacific Northwest, Red Rocks, the Midwest, East Coast, and then Europe in November, and then New Zealand and Australia in January. Go to his website to check out more information about Gregory Allen Isakoff. Coming up now is Holden Jaffe, who performs under the name Delwater Gap. Holden is an NYU graduate, grew up in Connecticut. Um, his upcoming album is entitled I Miss You Already and I Haven't Left Yet. It's coming out on September 29th. Uh, he's really in a great place in his life. We talk about uh, how he started out sort of playing out while he was at NYU and that kind of supporting atmosphere that really uh, ignited his his performing and his songwriting. He's also a producer, uh, started to kind of delve into production, and then his music just really took off at that point. But Holden's just a very affable guy, super bright. We had a really great conversation. Obviously, we connected on the NYU stuff because I spent a lot of time in New York, and um, he's just, uh, just a really wonderful human i know you're going to really enjoy this and uh he played on the main stage uh, on uh, at newport that was his first time there and he was just in awe of that process he's going on uh an extensive fall tour in october and november including brooklyn steel in his hometown now hometown of new york he'll also be at the metro for a halloween show for my chicago fam uh obviously on october 31st you can check out more information about holden's tour uh Delwater Gap at Delwater Gap's website. Uh, really excited for you to hear uh, about more about me and Holden chatting here at Newport Folk Festival live. And I'll be coming back on after that to introduce more guests on this part two episode. So here's me and Holden Jaffe having a nice little chat. Holden Jaffe. Delwater Gap. I feel like I'm talking to somebody out of like a, like we're in Newport with the big mansions. I just feel <laughs> like I like you're somebody I should meet at like some fancy party at one of these mansions on the water over here, Holden Jaffe. I'm honored so that's my vibe. Yeah, I'll take that vibe. <laughs> I would say it was more like your name. The, I don't know about the vibe yet. That remains to be seen. But I'd love we'll see your if set I have a to mansion vibe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, to see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone's got a mansion vibe yeah. in them somewhere, that's but. Right. Yeah. First time at Newport? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been here. I took a boat here once. Um, <laughs> first time at the festival. I mean, at the f- 
Okay. Second time in Providence, <laughs> first time at the festival. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, my daughter went to Brown. So, oh, cool. Uh, she's 26 now. I think she graduated in 2019. Nice. Um, so I've been in this area a lot Great. over the years, Amazing. and I love this. I mean, I, at the fest, I even came, I came out here once just as a tourist with my kids. Cool. You know, because you got to see like the mansions and stuff. Yeah. Are you from Amazing. around here? I grew up in Connecticut, um, so same part of the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah and, then I, totally. and then I went to NYU. So Oh, you did? Um, uh, for undergrad? Yeah, for undergrad. What'd you do? I went to a music school there called Clive Davis. That's like wow. a music production, nice. engineering, writing. Is everything. it down there on the square also? Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Yeah, it's um they had they had their building on Mercer Street there. Oh, I do I went to NYU for grad school. Oh, I did like political science international yeah, relations thing many, nice. many years ago. That's very cool. When I was into like the whole international politics world after <laughs> I finished my undergrad and lived in Italy for a while. You Very know, I wanted cool. to be this kind of like diplomat person, yeah. but um, Man, it worked out really cool. well. I mean, there's like, it was fun. I was yeah. lived in a dorm over on Third Avenue cool. and 9th Street, that one yeah, right yeah, above yeah. St. Mark's, that course, weird looking yeah. building yeah. over there. Um, but yeah, what a great environment, especially yeah. for music production. Holy shit. What yeah. year did you do that? So I finished in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I, I very much became an artist in New York City. Um, and at NYU, in retrospect, it was it, it was a really great incubator for me. Um, I, I was able to basically learn how to play guitar and sing on stage in front of people with very few consequences. <laughs> uh, right? Yeah, that's you know, that's it was college, a, and you know, this is a safe space. Yeah, there, there was sort of this built-in. Um, you know, there's this built-in college scene there. So you know, we would we would put up a show and it would sell out just because people. We're at the college, you know, and, and oh, that's great. So everyone was kind of really supportive. Yeah, they would or come, just then like we'd have after parties. Really bored because they yeah. didn't have anything else to do. Yeah, it was both. You know, it was both. And you know, there'd be four bands on the bill, and it would be, right. you know, all of us who were at the same school. And so yeah, I'm I'm like very much a New York artist through and through. I, you know, used to go out to the bars there and see, you know, the Strokes out. And oh, right on. You know, so you lived see, in Connecticut, like, like nearby uh, yeah. New York, well, close no, enough so to I, like drive down yeah, reasonably. I, I was two hours north, so up, up in the northern part of the the state, up in the country. Um, My parents were New York City kids who moved up there, oh, sort okay. of to get out. Um, yeah. So then, so then, um, yeah, I moved to New York for college, and then I was there for seven years basically, and then started touring and doing all that. So you hung out in New York after you did you complete your degree with this, yeah, in this music school i completed my degree and then um yeah i sort of bumped around and did a bunch of odd jobs i was like doing tech support for old ladies i mean and, who didn't do you odd know jobs? <laughs> you know even in new york when i was done with my grad school i went and did like oh yeah tech consulting yeah what were the shit. highlights yeah what did you what were the i mean it was you? like for me it was like this really interesting time not to get into this all about me but i mean since we're on the subject yeah. it was like this no, weird time when we were moving from like the inner like it was a becoming like this Windows-based world, right. which sounds weird. And right. So apart from my interest in international relations, I did work at the Council on Foreign Relations for okay, a little Okay, cool, bit. cool. Yeah, up on That's the Upper so East rad, Side. Yeah. yeah, it was amazing. Um, but yeah, just like temp jobs and yeah, tech consulting totally. jobs. Because like people didn't know how to use computers at that time. It's they crazy. Were just being, you had I know to hire it sounds so that. fucking old to you, but no. that was kind of the niche at the time. It was when Netscape was coming out. No, yeah, because I remember, you know, like I remember having dial up and, doing. you know, it's oh, crazy. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah I remember 30. that sound. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I did a bunch of that shit. I like, I, I worked at a careful photo booth company. No, just be careful. I worked at a photo booth company. So I was like setting up 
photo booths at influencer parties and like trying to make sure drunk people didn't break them and oh yeah yeah stuff yeah. like that i waited tables for a bit and the thing there's so yeah. many people in new york with so much shit going on there's always yeah, oh a way God. to get in there and there's just always like a make a couple bucks oh always always and i mean the amount of bullshit and, i did yeah. and there's always waiting tables always you know that that the Italian um, on McDougal, that little Italian coffee shop, La, it was La Lanterna. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. You know La Lanterna? Yeah, 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 yeah. I fucking waited tables in there <laughs> for the longest time in like the you mid-90s. Must interesting people, right? Yeah, it was run by kind of this mafioso That's kind of great. dude over there. Yeah, I mean, um, what was, yeah, I mean, that must, there must have been some NYU kids and interesting yeah, artists. Yeah, it's and, right off the yeah, square yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. I didn't notice. I was working yeah, so goddamn right. hard. Crazy. Like, just just crazy. Way over caffeinated. Totally. Buzzing, and also, people yeah. are coming in there, desserts and coffee and crazy. cappuccinos and stuff. So but, sick. So you did that degree for four years. Then you said you hung around there for like seven years doing shows. And yeah, that I was sort of bumping around. Well, I, you know, I honestly, I, you know, I finished college and I, like, yeah, it, it, it was tough. You know, it was coming out of school was humbling and I, you know, I couldn't really figure it out. The music thing, I, I had a couple sort of strange record deals and strange management situations and I was like, cool, maybe I'll become a producer. So I started producing, um, which is great because I, you know, I was able to make a little bit of money and mm. I got really good at production and, and, and sort of because of that, I started producing my, my own stuff, yeah. you know? So a lot of my, my, my first couple records came out of really like grinding in New York and I was renting a studio overnight. So I would get there at like 6 PM and work all night. And I'm, I made a couple records like that and really like caught my teeth and learned in real time. And then, um, for yourself. For myself, Which you, and just, I, uh, you just yeah, have. You didn't yeah, I just like, like I just kind of did it, and then and then the pandemic hit, and I had a bunch of tours cancel, and I was like, man, I like I think this might be my sign from the universe. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step away, and oh. I called a couple people, and I was like, man, I, I gotta I think this is a new chapter, and of course, as it always goes, the moment I started having those conversations, I had a song start getting some attention online and you know got a good manager got a <laughs> record deal you, like, it was like away, literally like, within uh, 48 hours i mean really? it was crazy you really? know the moment wow. you know yeah so then so then i was lucky enough to come out of the pandemic with with you know basically a full touring life for three four years and it's been pretty much non-stop since then. you clearly so, love being on stage oh, you're yeah, super comfortable up it, there man. you were love crushing it, it today <laughs> played the main stage yeah. here, the fourth stage yeah what's it like looking out at all those your debut at Newport yeah I mean, you're from this region you're yeah. looking out over this amazing bay and all these people no, I mean it's amazing setup. you know I mean I mean I was saying it on stage but just like you know like growing up watching videos of Dylan at Newport and and you know just like hearing about stuff that happened here and yeah it's just fucking like, legendary it, it's it's wild yeah and, and and my friends always said it's like the best festival in the world and 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 so getting you know a late call to come and be a part of it and get to be a part of the main stage was just like such an honor you yeah, know and i've played so many festivals over the years and you know they've all been special and exciting and specific but but there's something about this one i think especially coming from that songwriter world and you know yeah. it feels like my lineage so how totally um are you, you feel like it's more of your lineage to of live performance kind of in this vein or is it more from a um studio production perspective i, I think from a writing perspective I, I i grew i came to music as a writer i really when i was a little kid i wanted to write books and then someone told me that you had to get a publisher to put a book out so i was like all right music i'll do music i can you know i can do that myself so right. i started fuck the middle yeah, man <laughs> i started writing i won't uh, say that too loud around here. <laughs> i started writing songs and, you know, the music I grew up on, my parents were showing me was all like songwriter music, you know, Joni uh -huh. Mitchell and Dylan yeah. and, yeah. and um, you know, that that world. So I, 
you know, my, my entry into music was very much in the folk songwriter world. My first shows, my first year of shows was me and an acoustic guitar. So I, I don't do that as much anymore, but my, my heart and my, uh, my, my core as an artist is, is there. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely still consider myself a writer first. So how do you manage kind of having a band and moving around like that and, um, managing that? Uh-huh. Are you, do you, do you enjoy kind of doing bigger arrangements? Or, oh yeah. I love yeah, it. You know, you're clearly, yeah. like I, I think I've already said this, like you were super comfortable up on stage <laughs> Thanks, man, yeah. and like very, um, just it feels yeah. like that's where you kind of belong. Yeah, I really, I really yeah. Like I mean, I, I do. It's taken a while, but yeah, I, I grew up very shy and, you know, I was really shy in high school and college and the stage was always a place where I feel like I could, it's kind of like your own space. Open up a bit. Yeah. I always felt more comfortable in front of like 10,000 people than with five people in a room, you know, something about it. Interesting. Well, I mean, ostensibly you're a performer and that's where you belong is on (laughs) stage. So who cares how many people are watching really if you're doing your own thing. Totally. If you're doing the thing you're meant to be doing, then you're comfortable up there. Totally. Yeah. It feels good. And, and, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's been a journey, you know, like I, the last few years have just been really heavy touring. I've, you know, done the U S three or four times. I've done Europe twice, went to Australia. Wow. So, so, you know, this, this is a real moment of, of, of like, clicking in and feeling myself getting good at something so i'm i'm happy that after all that touring this yeah. is the thing i mean yeah, it's it's you know the last the last you know six months i've really felt myself like i have been able to give myself the time and the self-love to sit down and take a look back and be like oh i've you know i've gotten good at this thing that i didn't feel like i was always good at that's fucking awesome. so it, it's cool to have a second to do that and and well, that is but wait hold on one second you said this doing this thing that you didn't always feel that you were that good at, but we were just talking about. Did I understand that correctly? Because we were just talking about how you feel comfortable up there. Yeah. Now, well, I, I think there's a difference between feeling comfortable and feeling great. Like you're, you know, and I, I think I always felt comfortable and super confident. Yeah, 100%. exactly, exactly. So I, I think I would always, I would always feel good on stage, but I would always yeah. have this feeling of like, man. I have a long way to go. And I still, you know, I still feel like I have a long way to go. Of course I, you know, you know, it's a life's journey to become a better performer, Yeah. but I think I'm feeling myself sink in and feel confident, confident and be able to just like give myself a little pat on the back. Um, yeah, which feels good, you know. Yeah, it feels good to to just feel your work paying off and yeah, and th- like this is kind of like a landmark show and a totally. landmark place absolutely. for you, absolutely. or does it or does it feel more like everyone's telling you that it's a landmark? No, no, no. Place? It absolutely is. Okay. It absolutely <laughs> yeah, is. Give me a sanity no, check I mean, on I this was, one. I I woke up to a text that I was going to get to do this, and I was like completely stoked like yeah. so stoked. so it's yeah. kind of it sounds like it's kind of coming at a really good time for it's you the perfect you're time. sort of yeah. really jelly or maybe you just kind of been thinking about it and we've been framing it no it, it is coming at the right time because you know i just came off this tour in australia which was like a really exciting fun tour but very exhausting travel wise uh-huh. as australia always is and i'm about to go into a big tour this fall that's going to last god knows how long uh, so so have- this has been a good breath and i've been in new york spending some time with my family and right um, this fall, you headlining? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We start. Um, so my my album, I have a new album coming out um, mm-hmm. end of September, and then we have a headliner that starts. I yeah, want like you to October say the 1st. title of it because it's really cool. <laughs> Tell me why. Okay, so the album is called "I Miss You Already" and I haven't left yet. And it's so um, fucking sad, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> 
that just brings back like me like with set my girl my long distance relationship right, girlfriend things like being yeah, totally sad vibe. before they even leave <laughs> so fucked up <laughs> but yeah so i was I, i'm really tight with my grandma she's 98 and she lives in new york city and she's been in this apartment since the 50s you know oh my god it's like, like five dollars yeah, a month it's, it's crazy for this like three bedroom and she um yeah so my, my grandpa died when i was a kid but um you know his his office is still in the apartment and all his books and letters and everything so when i stay with her i sleep in his office she's a bed in there now and um i was flipping through poetry books and i found a william carlos williams uh book poet and his most famous painting is called this is just to say and it's a it's basically an apology about eating eating the plums that were left in the fridge it's famous. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I, I open this poem up, and at the top of the poem, written in pencil, it says, Dear Pat, which is my grandmother's name. Uh-huh. And then there's the poem, obviously. And then at the bottom of the poem, he writes, Love, David, I miss you already, and I haven't left yet. Uh-huh. It's just like, fuck, man. Like, total gut punch. So I brought it into her immediately, and I was like, what is this? And she says, you know, I have no idea. I have no recollection of this. Like, I don't know if he was going to get groceries or if he was leaving me or if he was going on a trip. I don't know if this is ominous or if it's loving. And then, um, you know, I pretty much immediately was like, can I I, I use this for my album title? She was like, you have my permission, but, you know, I think this is a terrible album title. I don't think you should use it. (laughs) I'd leave it to the grammar and so, just like cut you to the chase. So yeah. And you know, she she's she's an artist, she's a filmmaker, so she's been a huge part of my oh, really? my development as an artist. So she um it feels like a nice way to honor her, you know. It really is. Yeah, That's yeah, really, yeah. really special, man. Yeah, thank you. And, yeah, um, she's a sweetie, yeah. When is so what's do you have timing on this thing or the album? Yeah. Yeah, it's coming out September twenty ninth. So we just put out a, a second single two days ago, and uh-huh. then the first one came out like a month ago, and got a couple more coming up. So exciting! And this headlining tour we started talking about. Yeah, yeah, just uh, like East Coast. Yeah, National, I mean, all the whole so. U.S. basically. It's Fantastic, like a long, yeah. like couple months, and then um, yeah, all over the U.S. doing Brooklyn Steel in New York, which is like another big bucket list moment. Right. And, um, so cool. And then yeah, I mean, going to hopefully going to Europe and Asia next year. So we'll see. see what wow. Happens. Yeah. Wow. Dude, yeah. it's so exciting, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's a great show, great <laughs> stuff, great music. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much for cool. being here. Yeah, Wolven. thanks for taking Come on time. back at some point and just like regale me with your tales <laughs> of the road and yeah, well, where you're going. And yeah. um, I wish you luck with this new album. Thank and, you. Um, yeah, yeah you've got a great spirit, yeah. man. Thank you, man. Really Likewise. Like yeah, yeah, thanks for taking the time. Thanks so much, man. Yeah. Cheers. Cool. Cheers. Okay, that was Holden Jaffe, Delwater Gap. Uh, really psyched to talk to Holden. He is uh, uh, he's just an extraordinary artist, uh, really great spirit, and uh, he performed on the Fort stage at Newport for the first time. Was really psyched for him. His new album entitled I Miss You Already and I Haven't Left Yet is coming out on September 29th. So heads up on that. Holden's just at a really great place in his life and loved uh, hearing a story about growing up in in Connecticut, moving down to uh, go to school at NYU, uh, now lives there and um, uh, just really psyched for Holden. Uh, He's going on a massive U.S. tour in October and November, 
including a show at Brooklyn Steel in his hometown in New York, and will also be at the Metro in Chicago on Halloween. You can find out more information on the Delwater Gap Tour by visiting their website. Thanks so much to Holden for being here on Roadcase. Next up is Joby Richo. She is a wonderful 25-year-old folk singer. She is the 2023 John Prine Songwriter Fellowship Award winner. Uh, she's just affable, energetic, just a really fun spirit. Had a really super nice chat with her. Um, she's got an album coming out entitled Whiplash. It will be out on September 8th on Yep Rock Records. Uh, really psyched for her for that. Uh, this was her first time also at Newport. She played on the foundation stage and brought Aaron Ray up for a song or two. Uh, I was really psyched to listen to Joby's story. She's so excited about everything, about uh, songwriting, about being at Newport. She grew up in Morrison, Colorado, right there at the foot of Red Rocks. And it is uh, really a treat to just listen to her stories and where she's been and, uh, and where she's going. I'm really psyched for her. So uh, next up is Joby Richo. Joby, so great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's awesome. You got some awesome jumpsuit going. Oh, thank you. Is it a flight suit? It is. It's an old airline mechanic jumpsuit. I was going to say Grumman because I recognize that name somehow. You got like a, that's a cool ass patch. Is that like a thrifting find? Yeah, I found this. You live uh, in a Nashville? Are you live in Nash? I am in East Nashville, and this oh, is where right I on. found this thing. At uh, Anaconda Vintage? Not at Anaconda, though. I found a lot of great stuff there. This one was at, it's called Horse Girl Vintage, and it's oh. inside of a drum shop in East Nashville. Oh, I need to visit that one. I've been to um, Hillbilly. High Class Hillbilly. Nikki Lane's yeah, place. Yeah, High cool. Class Hillbilly? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I was looking at Pearl Snaps at this the the store called H Bar C. Oh, yep. Yeah, but they had the one the ones the I'm not going to say the name of the brand because I don't want anyone to buy them because the XL they ran out of the XL of my favorite yeah. one. I wanted to get it. Oh, I was talking man. to Carl Bramel in my morning jacket before yeah. the show in Newport, Kentucky. I'm like, dude, finally, you just have to tell me where you get your where do you get the cool Pearl Snaps that you have because I like them. I'm like. <sighs> I, won't, I know. I won't wear it to a jacket show, no way, but I will wear it to other shows. But I'm Absolutely. waiting for them to get my size again. But that's a me problem, Joby. I'm here <laughs> to talk about you. <laughs> I could talk about Pearl Snaps all day long. I know, right? I really would. Well, I'm always trying to vent, find finds at vintage, but. Yeah. And then I like get them and they're like kind of floppy and stuff. I need like a modern one so it's got good, at least still good mm. tailoring. They're like, well, you could buy that one, but you know, you'd have to take it to a tailor and have them take it mm. in a little bit. I love when they like, say really that. Boxy. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, right. Don't exactly. Have extra income to be well, going to tailors. Come I know, on right. now, guys. Spend a hundred dollars on the <laughs> on shirt that someone shirt. already yeah. sweated in, yeah, and, and take like, it to a tailor. Oh, there's a great tailor right around the corner. <laughs> no. Oh my God! All right, this is how third day interviews go at Newport. Yeah, just so you know. Great. I'm down. I'm into it. I'm into it. Right. Keep it chill. Wow. So you're here. People are talking about you. You played on the foundation stage with Aaron Ray, who's a wonderful uh, friend of mine that I need to catch up with while I'm here. And um, uh, and the John Prine Fellowship at Newport Folk Festival 2023. I know no one's talking to you about that. <laughs> but like, I mean, what? Is, what so wait, just like simple question. Like, what does that mean? That's just. What, what does it mean? Yeah. It means everything to me. Well, I mean, I, like for you personally, but what, it, like, well, yeah. that was the second question, but what right. is it? 
So it's uh, a There's fellowship that, that <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> that lots of people like, have been what like, is what does this mean? Yeah. So it's the second year they've done it too. So they're kind of still, you know, getting it together. Um, but it is a fellowship for a young upcoming songwriter that they honor. They bring them to Newport. Um, and, you know, you get to hang with the oh boy folks and, and the Prime family and, um, and they're just the, be- they're just the best people, like just the, the coolest, nicest, easiest hang. Um, and then I get to do a writing retreat in Nantucket, uh, oh, at cool. the end of August. So I'll get to finish oh, right up on. some songs. So you're just going to like camp out here for the whole month? No. I would <laughs> if I didn't have other places to go. Yeah. <laughs> songwriting camp. That's interesting. What, yeah. Yeah. Have you done one of those before? Um, I have never done a songwriting retreat that I haven't paid for. Uh, so <laughs> this is very cool. I've also, and those are just like, I rent a cabin in, you know, East Tennessee for one night and I'm like, you need to finish this song right now. Like no distractions oh, shit. or I'll go on a camping trip. That's my version of a writer's retreat or like, you know, sometimes friends will get together and try to plan something. Other songwriter friends. Um, But yeah, no, nothing this official. When you though, that's an interesting just I just caught those couple of words like I got to finish the song tonight Mm. or else. Mm. Or do you kind of operate like that? Do you you Um, give yourself those kind of hard deadlines? So I used to not give myself any deadlines. Um, and then I went to music school and studied songwriting and they gave me deadlines. And I was like, oh, this Mm. is actually really helpful. Does it work for you? Um, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And I think I'm still weighing like, what is my, you know, what process really does work for me. And like, cause sometimes I just want to allow myself to be a person, uh, and, and not just a songwriter and it, the culture of where I live in Nashville can be very like, yeah, let's write together. Like songwriting, songwriting, songwriting. And right. sometimes I just simply want to hang out. Um, and uh, not do anything related to music. <laughs> well, so, there's that too. Yeah, I just mean, allowing gotta, myself to like. It's to like be, a company retreat, basically. Yeah, you go out, a, you could do stuff with your colleagues or whomever. Yeah, and, like, it just, literally is like that. Yeah. yeah, it is team team building. Yeah, call it. it's yeah, called in the corporate environment. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah, but just keeping like that. Create just understand that creative energy is like really sacred and sometimes hard to come by. Yeah, uh, the, so the it's busier like that, you get, so you know when you get that feeling, but yeah. you don't, you don't push it. Yeah, or just yeah. like I had a good idea. This is like I'm like I did this last fall where I like rented this this cabin um, on Hip Camp and was like, all right, finish this song idea that you have because I had this idea and I was Hip like, Camp is that like an app? For yeah, camping? it's an oh, app cool. that you like. People like sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. People like put their land out or like a cabin that they have. It's like oh cool rustic All right. Airbnb. All right. Plug for <laughs> a little hip, cheaper. Plug, so. for, plug for hip camp. So you did that. Yeah. You went out there, you camped and Yeah, and I finished I finished a song that I was like and I yeah. It's it's not recorded. It's not coming out on anything anytime soon, but right. yeah, it was right. a good exercise for me. Um you got this new album coming out, Whip yes. Whiplash. Whiplash. I love, I love that I love that title, you know. I mean, yeah. um, I know your writing's very personal in, in a in a lot of different ways, and it's that back and forth. Like everyone can feel like that. Like mm. you're going one way, then you're going another, and there's just different things that are pulling you. Um, am I getting close on that? Is that oh, sort of like what the feel totally. is for that? Yeah, and it's coming out on September eighth. Eighth. Yes, okay. it's coming right up. Yeah, yeah. There's a right couple singles the out there that are really. Really amazing. 
Thank you just you. got signed to Yep Rock too. Is that yeah. what this is going to be on? Yes, this is coming out on Yep Rock. Fucking a. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. You list one of your influences as Bonnie Light Horseman. Yes. Fucking love them. Josh Kaufman was here yesterday. I saw him with his children. Oh, I shit. think. Or maybe they were, I don't know. Just I, I'm assuming they were following him around. <laughs> I like literally, that's me. Yeah, I'm like, right. hey, hey, can you show me how you do this thing on the guitar? <laughs> hey, what's your pedal board look like? Hey, right. Like right, that right, would be right. me. Yeah. He, he filled in for Bryce Desner one night in uh, Guadalajara, Mexico, because uh, Bryce had to go, was go, they were in Mexico. I saw him in Mexico. I had seen the National in Mexico City the night yeah. prior. And then Bryce went to a wedding and then Josh just played guitar for the National. I was like, you had me at hello, dude. I was good with yeah. Body Light Horseman. And everything else that you do and all the production shit that you do and then you're like yeah. just stepping in and playing the national guitar parts so good yeah I'm yeah jealous. i love bonnie light horseman oh yeah. my god yeah oh. i mean i've been an anais mitchell fan forever she songwriting. is the more you dig on her the more you're like floored She's by like the next amazing the other amazing thing that she did that yeah. you didn't know about yep yeah just <laughs> yeah and the one sense you want people to know of all your accolades and then yeah. people just like start finding different things that she did. Like, right. oh yeah, you know, I just want a Tony. Yeah. I mean, not that no one knows it's about so that. So yeah, she is. I am beyond inspired by her. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'm totally envious of you because you grew up in Morrison, Colorado. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, yeah. you figured out how to like score like seats, or you were friends <laughs> with the ushers, or okay, Morrison <laughs> Red Rocks. Um, well, yeah. You're friends with the ushers, and you didn't have to pay like full. Price. Tell me, there you 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 were like working the working the angles to see shows all the time I, growing up. You know, I was never friends with the ushers, but I did go to Red Rocks Elementary School, which is right at the base of the park. Oh yeah, the little more you lived in the. In, so actually, you lived in that village that I, I the, went no, by at one a.m. in the morning after a show to get back yeah to my, the, the main street. So I didn't live in that town, but my I live like you know I grew up like five ten minutes in like a you know like development outside of it but it is when you get on the highway you go down the highway a little bit and there's like other kind of suburban developments around um there. i stayed one time i stayed in like a little hotel off there or else i stayed downtown yeah there's no hotels out where i grew up like it's a, it's a bit it's closer it's in the foothills so you uh, go down uh, okay. from the foothills right. into morrison but my so my elementary school was right at the base of the park and we used to be able to hear artists sound checking from um the playground yeah so i heard that growing up and then we would do our fire drills we would walk up into the park from my elementary school because oh, it was wow. connected yeah um we you know we basically get to go on a hike and yeah. then somebody in and that, then allison krauss is sound checking at red rocks right, so right. yeah pretty charmed existence growing up like truly had it very Did that have an good. influence on your like musical totally like you're like knowing like these incredible players are playing yes this. and yeah. it's such an incredible special place you know they talk about um, you know, like the hippy dippy stuff about like Sedona, Arizona. Yeah. I, mean, I don't want to insult anybody. I respect if you believe that there are like energy vortexes mm. in Sedona, but there is an energy. Okay. Maybe it's like where you sit is where you stand. So what you believe yeah. in is what yeah. you believe in. Right. And I believe that Red Rocks is kind of like a sacred place for music. And Absolutely. it is. Absolutely. But then, but is it just me when I go there? I feel this incredible feeling of this is like this is it this is the place jim james calls it the birth canal of the universe <laughs> hell yeah first of all hell yeah i mean and i'm not just saying like he said it to a journalist i'm like he said it birth at fucking red rocks like damn i should have thought of that holy hell that yeah. is good yeah that's i no, i i totally feel that i mean i felt that as a kid growing up like downtown there's this place i used to go get soft serve and when we'd have half days at elementary school <laughs> yeah. called the cow and 
Um, there's still a there, mural. Do I need to go it's there? still there. Soft serve downtown soft serve. Denver. Okay. Downtown Morrison. Oh, more. All right. Um, there's soft serve and I'll try, I'll try to try to make it when I like on my way up to parking yeah, or something. No, get a cone. And then there's this mural of like Bonnie Raitt, the Grateful Dead, like everybody. And I used to look at that mural and just like dream and be like, oh, I want to be. That's so cool. I want to play Red Rocks. Like I want to sing. How old were you? Oh, I was like seven, eight, nine yeah. years old, dude. Right. Like thinking of just like how it would feel to stand on that stage. Yeah. And yeah. Do you know how it feels yet? Well, I, I actually sang with Aaron on that stage. She had me up as a guest. Amazing. Um, back Amazing. in, yeah, in 2021. I was like, are you serious? She oh texted God. me. and She's the best. She's the best. She really is. She's like, yeah, girl, you're from here. Like, we got to have you up for oh, a song. And I was like, yeah. what? Oh like just the best. So the tell best. me, how'd that feel? Ama- incredible, incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. there was someone from my elementary school who took a video of me and sent it to me and was like, "Oh, hey. that, you, that you hadn't heard of in a while." Well, I didn't know they were there, of course. And they <laughs> right, right, DM'd right, right. me on Instagram and said, "Oh my god, look at you!" Oh, that's so fucking amazing. Red Rocks Elementary. How represent. happy were you? About I was. That? Oh, it was. It was incredible. It was that's so, so good. cool. When yeah. like people that you hadn't been in touch with like get like know you or yeah. Like, yeah oh it's, it's so, so sweet cool. yeah it's people so cool. from childhood it's very yeah. very sweet hometown show at that venue wow yeah um yeah. circling back to whiplash so tell yeah. me i was talking about like my impressions of that title um tell me about the album and that title and sort of the things that you're um that you're thinking about and brought those songs into fruition yeah so what you said earlier is really accurate the feeling of being you know up and down and sort of jerked around by life events and just the idea of emotional whiplash. I think that like a lot of people experience these monumental, crazy changes in your early twenties specifically Mm. that how old are you? I'm 25. Okay. Um, Yeah. Those early changes. Yeah. So I like to believe I'm like close to the other side of that, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Um, But every, I mean, I don't know, like teenagerhood was intense, but the stakes are just higher when you're like just starting to be an adult. And so that's a lot of what my album is about. Like, you know, the, the changing sense of what home means, um, mm. just internal personal changes, um, growing up and trying to be your own person in a world where it's harder and harder for young people to stand on their own feet. I mean, it's like, it feels impossible. <laughs> How did it feel hard for you? Yeah. Um, I mean, I was just going through like some personal changes mm-hmm. uh, with, you know, like just in my personal life. And yeah. I I had moved to this new city to, to study music and it was completely different from where I grew up. And just, yeah, I mean, that was really what it was, was just like, oh, my God, this is so much like, how do I handle all of this? I don't feel equipped for any of this. And it's all happening right now. And I've, you know, flown the nest and shit i have to be an adult now and uh i don't have any money what what do i do how do i make my rent it's amazing you're the voice of that that of that generation like of that are listening (laughs) listening to folk music and doing that well you got i mean i don't think that's a reach you're a voice yeah of that i mean i have kids i have my 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 oldest is 26 i got a middle one who's 20 and i got those are two girls and i got their younger brother's 18 so i've lived that i understand that yeah it's a tough time Absolutely. I mean, you know, older people will go, ah, you're young. No. But the stakes no, no, are different. They didn't not. have a, p- you know, the pandemic like, happened. Like it's, 
That too. Yeah, I was like, gonna. Say, uh, yeah, yeah. That was that didn't happen back the, in the day, right? You know, because <laughs> then you went back home during that time. I did. Yeah, I moved yeah. back home. So yeah, we're and with both your parents. No, uh, my parents are not together. Uh, so I, I went back with my mom, uh-huh. um, and then eventually saved up enough money to get my own spot yeah. in Denver, and and then saved up enough money to move to Nashville. Nashville. Um, yeah, yeah. It's interesting when you get thrown back into the nest a little bit, even oh my if it's God. just one parent. Did that have a factor yeah. in how like? Then you're, it's sort of like parents see you in one way, and then um, and then you think like, oh, maybe I'm not that. I'm my own person. Did that play into kind of your thinking a little yeah. bit? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the pandemic, like, it just felt like a big regression for everybody too. So yeah, and then to just like be back with my mom, we were both just so. It's kind of weird how you fall back into those old roles of like mom and child or, you know, like older sibling, younger sibling, all those things when you come back home. And then it was just like that on steroids. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Well, a good album. Great album came out of it. Thank you. Judging by the couple of singles. Yeah, uh, that was that album. Working on that. I'm looking forward to it for September 8th. Thank you. No, working on that album got me through that whole period because we did it all mostly remote and I went back and forth from Asheville to Denver to record it and it, it absolutely got me through that whole period so Fantastic. yeah yeah the power of songwriting the power of song power of music and the energy of red rocks that you take yeah. everywhere you go yeah <laughs> I, I, I like to think so You're yeah right <laughs> so you're playing on the foundation quickly like where you play you played on the foundation stage yeah. with aaron and you had your own set as well so i played on the foundation stage that was my set uh and then i had aaron up for a song that we oh, that, that i okay. that i had her sing on um on the album do some bgvs on it's not on the record it's a bonus track that's actually already out uh called green flash um so that was yeah that was my my set on the foundation stage um and then i was in the uh pitkins theater margo price hosted the the best john prine tribute was that amazing it was it was incredible yeah Yeah. it was every musician i've ever admired wow um Wow! How From cool. all and so you're like hanging back there and like being able to meet people. Who'd you meet that really made an I, impression on you? Well, I met Emmylou Harris, and that wow. like was I, I got off stage and she was right there. It was oh like jump scare. It was like Emmylou Harris, and, oh then, and she was like, "You have jump a beautiful scare. voice." Oh my god! I almost cried. Yeah, can I? I kind of did cry a little bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Then she complimented my shoes later. I was like, "Girl, wow!" It just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, I. Were you wearing the flight suit? I was not wearing the flight suit. I was wearing a different jumpsuit. Um, that got some good I'm compliments from theme. people. Yeah. Oh, I'm a jumpsuit girl. Absolutely. Yeah. I used to be a dress girl. No more. No. Fuck that. Jumpsuits. Yeah. Yeah. It's more me now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This has been a delight. Yeah. This yeah. has been Thanks awesome. Thanks so much Thank for coming you. by, Joe Baby. Thank I mean, you. We've got so friends much. in common, so it's yes. all good. Yeah. We'll see. We'll be yeah. seeing each other. I'm sure. I hope so. Yeah. I do hope so. Yeah. And good luck totally. to you. Thank really. You so I wish much. you the best. Thanks. Thanks for coming to Newport, and I'm so. Happy to know you, and um, yeah. thanks for coming by. Thank you. Continued success, and good luck with the album release. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. I'm psyched. Thanks. Yeah. Keep your eyes and ears out. Absolutely. <laughs> thanks, yeah. Joby. Thank you so much. Cheers. Awesome. Okay, that was Joby Riccio. Uh, just a wonderful 
wonderful conversation with Joby. She's just so excited to be at Newport for the first time, and I am really psyched for her as well. Like I said, she played on the Foundation stage, uh, played a song with Aaron Ray. Uh, her new album, Whiplash, is coming out on September 8th on Yep Rock Records. Please go check out the couple of singles that are out there now. Uh, really I'm looking forward to more amazing things from Joby Richo. You can go to her website to find out more information about her. Coming up next is Alice Phoebe Lou to round out this part two of the Newport Folk Festival series. I got Alice Phoebe Lou in this headlining spot. Um, she is a native of South Africa. She grew up in Cape Town and then moved to Berlin in high school. Uh, is really well known for busking in Berlin currently. Um, she is kind of an underground sensation for that. And, you know, busking is a really tough business and she really totally handles it. Um, her new album out just about three weeks ago is entitled Shelter. It is absolutely stunning album recorded to tape has a rich beautiful sound and the songs are just extraordinary this was her first time at newport she played a set on the harbor stage and uh talked about how much she loved playing this new album uh, she since she's based in berlin she tours a ton in europe and currently has a european tour scheduled for the fall you can check out more information about that on alice phoebe lou's website she's also planning a spring tour here in the u.s uh so psyched to have talked to alice this is a really fun conversation so uh here is alice phoebe lou It means nothing and everything all, right. all at once. It's sparkly. Hi, and Alice. <laughs> nostalgic. Hello. Thanks for being on Roadcase. <laughs> Thanks for having it's so me. Nice to, I'm so glad that you're like, you were one of my last interviews of the day. I've been super busy today, and oh, I'm, just, wow. I'm so glad to have your beautiful smiling face in front of me. This it's is awesome. Pleasure. With your junior rock and B, rock and something, <laughs> Levi's <laughs> denim hat. It's just amazing. Some nostalgia. So are we me. doing ironic? Is that the thing? I don't Is even know. I think post ironic. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Like another thing I got to think about. No, I've, I've got <laughs> zero idea. I, I'm 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 pretty post. bad at all the all the boxes and all the all post. the all the ticking. You know. Yeah. Well, who's good at it? But I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah. Let's forget. Let's tick all the boxes and then just like worry about the fallout later. Yeah, you know? Exactly. Um, we're having a nice time chatting. You're from South Africa. How long you been? Do you live? Where do you you live? Where do you I'm, live now? I'm based in Berlin um, since about awesome. eleven years. Oh my god! I moved there uh, at nineteen uh, as a busker and and just busked my way through the city for a while. From South Africa. From Cape Town from, originally. Oh my god! Cape yeah. Town's supposed to be the most beautiful town. It I'm is from beautiful. Southern California. I love towns that are on the water. Yeah, Southern California reminds me a lot of Cape Town. Does it? Yeah, it does. Uh, like I I went to school in Santa Barbara. Have you been to Santa yeah, Barbara? I have. I have. And he's, it's like the mountains are kind of right there. Yeah, right? Like and also are, just, you know, the climate and the sea breeze and that kind uh, of surfer energy. But yeah. but Cape Town's full of, of all sorts of different things. It's also yeah, full sure. of a lot of, you know. We're not going to pigeonhole Cape Town. Yeah, of okay. course. It's And it's got a lot of issues, too, and a lot of, you know, big differences between rich and poor. But I feel like that also yeah, I mean, checks out city. on the on the West Coast as well, you know. <laughs> How'd you end up in Berlin? Like. I traveled just after high school and I was planning uh -huh. to go straight back to Cape Town to study anthropology. Uh huh. But I kind of just fell you in love with the city. You wanted to go study anthropology yeah. on your own. Yeah. Like, yeah. I did, exactly. I, did an, I did an abroad program when I was um, 
junior at UCSB in Santa Barbara. I went. I lived in Italy for a year. Mm-hmm. Ended up going back, and I ended. Up, I've spent three years in Italy over the years. Oh, that's because nice. Of that. so, yeah, so to you, keep you, connecting. Yeah, but I. So yeah, I, of, I kind of just kind of got stuck there because I, I just fell in love with the the really open street art culture and mm-hmm. just like this feeling that you could present your, your work on the streets and that yeah. you could be autonomous and make your own money that way and I, I just really enjoyed it and I honestly didn't have much much uh, kind of aspirations beyond that I was just like I'm a busker you know and then major labels were trying to you know get me and I was getting asked by the voice of Germany to, to go on there and I was like fuck you, Hold on, you I'm just so underground you just mentioned <laughs> I'm a busker and the major labels were coming after me in the same sentence yeah okay, because can you square that for me as, as, as things started to get get going yeah. I I my, my busking sets became a little infamous out there like oh, I, I would start I mean, to have amazing. bigger crowds and I would yeah. be making like 2,000 bucks at the park selling my CDs that I you know just burnt myself on my computer yeah um, and so it, it, I was starting to get this like hype and people wanted to get me into the mainstream and I was just like no 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 and then eventually I managed to find a way to make it work for myself without a label. I've never signed to a label. Uh-huh. And here I am at Newport Folk Festival, an independent artist, feeling good, feeling excited. Sitting here talking to <laughs> me on Roadcase. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. That's yeah. just an amazing story. Like, yeah. um, how's busking in Berlin? Like, I love it. I still it, do it. Were you in the underground and like doing that whole thing? I or? mean, it's like it's kind of what you make of it, you know. And yeah. and that's the beautiful thing about it. It's got its difficult things. I think that's why a lot of young women try it and actually stop very quickly because there's there's all sorts of people that take advantage of you and throw things at you and and shout things at you and try to harass you and assault you yeah, when you put yourself out there it's insane yeah. but but if you've you, got to be incredible incredibly you, thin you, you have to be pretty pretty tough to yeah. to to handle that yeah and i i got through that and i i found my community and and you know you kind of make your rules it's very lord of the flies like it's it, there's just all sorts of new Alice rules that you create fucking badass <laughs> It's like, I mean, it's a little windy here and it might blow you actually down on the ground. Blow you over is what I'm looking for. Because like from appearances... I'm a little girl. What a fucking badass. So how did that... What kind of impact does that have on your psyche having a fight and just like do your thing out there i think it and really be vulnerable enough to be yeah. out there it's a, it's a tough it's, it's a tough it's, thing to it's do. that exact kind of paradox that doesn't have to be a paradox being able to be soft and strong at the same time i think that's informed my songwriting a lot and and the way that i approach being on stage i like to be as myself as possible in all the flaws and in all the all the different like aspects Amazing. Um, and i think that that playing on the street really taught me a lot about how to create a bubble that people want to kind of be a part of and bring people in you know yeah and and i've never left it behind i play on the street uh sometimes more in the parks because it's a little more chill yeah. but i i still do it all summer in berlin because it's such a big part of who i am and, and where i've come from oh my god and people are like oh it's so kind of you to still play on the street right. but i'm actually like i sell tons of records out there as well so it's got i'm kind you know, but i got a purpose there's, uh, a, there's, yeah, there's a method to my there's madness there's all sorts of things going on yeah, here yeah, but yeah. It, it's pretty do magical. you announce like on your instant 
things like That's that when I, you're going to play in the park. Exactly. Because, I usually do it the, the day of or the night before because otherwise people start like flying in from other European countries and, and I don't want to like make it too too out hum, of hum, control. Humble brag alert, people. <laughs> you know, um, actually, <laughs> everybody wants a piece of me. Right. No, but um, but it, it's, you know, Europe's a tiny place. It's like it, p- people can just yeah. hop on a train from Poland oh, so, to Europe so to, what you're to saying, Berlin. You don't do it often enough so that like, so, yeah. but it, so it's a pretty rare occurrence yeah. still. It's, it's yeah. yeah, I usually do it like five, six times in the summer and it's, it's epic. That's but awesome. I also need to keep the police off my back and I need to yeah, like make gonna, sure. That was my next question sure was like, how do you do crowd control, control and you know? stuff? Like they're going to kind of stop you from doing yeah. it. She's too popular now. Uh, not you know, <laughs> too big for my boots, but, but it, it, it works. I just keep the balance. I keep the balance and, yeah. and it's just so nice to, to have these free concerts because they also have another kind of energy to them where you're creating something that is completely accessible to any anyone of any income right. and they can decide how much they are able to pay and right. pop in the hat you know at the end and I think that's something that's really important about music and folk music and storytelling is that it doesn't become elitist and only for a certain type it's, of person or yeah, a certain it's the folk level ethos, of society just like Putting down the hat in the street exactly. and, and playing for people and telling your individual stories. And so. I have best, the best of both worlds because I can tour with my band and play. We played Brooklyn Steel last week, which was like such a big landmark for me. Yeah. And then to be able to take it back from that to the streets again in the summer, just like did you go out to Central grounded. Park and just like set up in Central Park just for kids? I should, but I'm terrified or of Prospect American Park. police. And I've got a visa out here that I don't want to fucking jeopardize. All right, so, you're a badass, but you're you know, a smart badass. I'm a, I, I yeah. keep it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I like some anarchy, but I, I would like to not but have not, to be kicked out of your country. <laughs> it's not a, it's not illegal to to, to, to play pause. with a to play with an amplifier. It can be, and you might need a license. There's certain areas you can't be in. Right. Um. And and a lot of big cities are really overregulated. Berlin is a very chilled city in uh, a lot of ways that's uh, also why i fell in love with it because it's got like wildness and like you know anything goes but it's right. also really safe people are reasonable so it's it's got that balance and and the police are quite reasonable they don't over criminalize basic little things you know oh, that's cool so you can kind of just like get get around the rules that's good to bit. know that gives me a new perspective on berlin just yeah. not to sidebar too hard but like that they're not as authoritarian as oh. i would think they would be in go berlin south. of all yeah. places go south to, to munich and you're in a whole whole different world oh, they'll, they'll, they'll put you in prison for like all you know? but but in berlin it's just this like little oasis this island i would compare it to austin within uh, Texas, you know? Well, it, used to be an, it was an island in the middle of yeah. the uh, Eastern Bloc at yeah. one point. I yeah, mean, exactly. Yeah, so it really literally It has is that an kind island. of history, and, and it, it's kind of kept that. The, the, the city is really, the way that it works is often very de- determined by the will of the people. And there's so much, there's so much protest. There's so many things going on and so many ways that the people kind of take back and, and, and challenge I love the, that. the things that are getting out of control like gentrification like rent rent rising etc which every big city has issues with right now yeah. but berlin feels like it's it kind of holds on to and it really take it makes people accountable for those things and and i really love that spirit and right. that's that's why i've kind of stuck around there amazing amazing yeah i love that for you <laughs> thank you <laughs> I mean, it really makes sense i'm so glad that we were able to talk about that and yeah. um, uh people that go out and busk is like one of my favorite stories to have on here so you're like playing on, on roadcase in general so many artists have open mic and busking story yeah the head and the heart comes to mind mm. john russell who's the, yeah. lead, the lead guy and head of the mm-hmm. heart they started that busking 
you know when they played in the Pike Marketplace that there's a video of them playing like 20,000 people in okay. this major square in Seattle. Beautiful. It's um it's like a transportation center and some kind of market now, I guess. Yeah, I, I've been around there. They, they, John used to busk with his buddy down below, like two low flo- floors below. Yeah. I mean, things like that happened. You used to busk. You were busking. You still are. You're out there playing yeah. your music yeah. to people you don't know ostensibly which is nothing new for you yeah. and now you're at Newport Falk like, yeah what, is, what does that mean to you it means a lot I mean I are you tearing up a little bit I, I actually like I played my first song and I honestly nearly burst into tears I had tears oh. coming out and I can't cry and sing at the same time so I was actually really can really anybody? worried you, you know can, cry, can you cry and talk you can cry now <laughs> I haven't made anybody I cry, cry yet talk. on the show <laughs> not that I'm trying to like, you're trying to make me cry <laughs> I don't no, but, have to make you cry we just have to start talking about it <laughs> but honestly it, it it is like one of those days that feels super surreal and feels like I'm just so grateful to my parents for introducing me to the music that they did when uh, I was growing up yeah. because I feel like that's essentially why I'm here today. It, yes. it comes from being inspired by many artists that have played here over the years. Right. Inspired by their songwriting and their spirit and then and then you know something like this feels very inaccessible to a an artist like myself I'd consider myself not a mainstream artist not not somebody who's you know been you know signing with labels and and getting getting further in their career through that that somehow feels like there's almost like gatekeeping sometimes in the music industry in terms of who's who's allowed in you know and um it feels surreal and and beautiful to be here I I don't really have many words yeah yeah yeah. um those roadblocks and things that you've had to face yeah to just be here is something that's really kind of beyond sort of what your expectations have been. And Definitely. To be welcome with open arms to, to something like this yeah. must be extraordinary. And I have, I have, you know, there's artists on the lineup today that I revere so much. And to, yeah, just to be sharing that this day and this kind of moment in history with them, it, it feels really, really yeah. special. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so you had a new album that just came out three weeks ago called Shelter. Yeah. Um, were you able to play some stuff from this? And yeah, how's that we, How's that been? Like putting played, that out to the world? Yeah, most of the set was Shelter. I, I, I kind of just went for all the new stuff because I love feeling fresh and in the moment with, with my sets and feeling really honest about how much I'm enjoying the music I'm playing, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it went down so well. I mean, it came out three weeks ago and I already saw people singing along and oh, that was pretty amazing. pretty surreal. Um, and it felt really good. I, I felt like I, I chose songs that were much more laid back, but I ended the set with like some punk rock and roll oh, right energy. Up, right up. And uh, and I think that's that's also really fun to show to show the audience that your your multifaceted the range of emotions yeah. involved that you're feeling too exactly. like it's not just like a unidimensional sort of thing exactly yeah and, it's beautiful and the reception to the album has been awesome like it's doing really well on college radios which I think is such a cool vibe out yeah. here that yeah. college radios actually have such a such an influence on on, on music right. and on, on this new generation of kids who are it just like has. ready I work for college it. radio at yeah. Santa Barbara it was amazing I mean it wasn't that influential or anything yeah. but. Yeah, to expose young younger people to like to anything, to new music, to totally. new names, to what it really means to be a music fan, yeah. especially from a live perspective. Definitely, what, and what this place is all about is just. There's so many sets here that are going. Have you? Are you here just for today? Are you able to catch some other music? We're we're heading back to Berlin tomorrow, so I'm just here today. But I'm I'm most excited for Angel Olsen. I've always been a big fan of hers. I I used to play her songs on the street ten years ago. Oh my god! She was one of the first artists I covered, actually. 
and uh, and she her songs kind of like were like big a big sister to me. You know, you're able like, to stick around for her set. I I am. That's oh, what I'm most great. excited for. <laughs> and I think when when I was listening to your stuff, I think I mostly recalled for me was Faye Webster. And yeah. I was like, I I said to you before we got started, I'm like, oh, is everyone telling you that? And you're yeah. Like, oh no, you love you loved that reference. Yeah, like, yeah I'm I'm super sort of like, into it. You say you said you were like. I'm shoot. honestly surprised that nobody said that before. Like oh. it, mainly because of the sound of the records at the moment. I think she's probably also recording to tape like me. And, and using quite an that. analog I sound. I love that rich, warm yeah. sound that comes from that. And um, it's kind of like that orchestral, but yeah. that feel of that of, of the emotion in kind of a subtle way. But I, I can just kind of see where I think it's going. Yeah. And it feels really good. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, and it's really, really playful and, and, and full of energy. Like the, the last record just feels like a very honest and, and uh, loving record. And uh, and I enjoy playing it so much, and and people seem to really enjoy it today. So that made me, just yeah, I, I think it's going to take me a while to get down from being this high. Oh yeah, well you got like <laughs> an eight-hour flight to like yeah, come down. Exactly. Um, touring a bunch towards the end of this year. For uh, do you tour a lot in Europe because you're based there more so than yeah. in the states? It's been hard to break into the states. It, it always is, especially when you're not with a major label or well, something like that. But, um, this might help. Yeah, I, I would <laughs> like that. I hope so. <laughs> um, yeah, we we just started to tour more in the states and actually be able to afford coming out here because the visas, everything, it's it's wild. Oh. Um, and I'm funding everything myself. But yeah, I'm really you. happy with where things are going right now. This is the, only the second festival I've ever played in the states. Wow. Whereas in Europe, we have a bigger audience and a lot more going on. Um, but we've got a big European tour in the autumn. And we're planning a tour right now for spring, uh, summer in in the Here. states. Okay, great. So, Make sure yeah. to come to uh, to Chicago. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, Shubos we were there not too long Hall. ago. Where were you? We're Atalia Hall. Atalia we Hall. Uh-huh. That was beautiful. Who'd I you loved play that. With? Um, with my band. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Who else was on the bill? Just me. It was me. It was my headlining show. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 Things have been. I must just, not have been in town there. At yeah. That time. Things have been I, going really well recently. Like damn. since the pandemic, because I, I released two records in the pandemic. Yeah. It kind of was a very creative time for me, luckily. Right. Um, and since then, the states has just been welcoming me with open arms, and I'm I'm, I'm ready for it because I love it here. I I always have a lot of things to be inspired by and. I, I really enjoy traveling and it, it, discovering the different food and the different things. You yeah. know, there's always something to experience out here. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, Alice, this has been so great to be able to sit down with you. Yeah, I hope that I've we enjoyed can, um, chatting. Connect for like a longer interview on the show at some point. I'd love later that. On. Yeah. yeah. Next year, you can tell me all about. Hopefully, you won't be jailed for busking in some <laughs> weird place. So, continued, <laughs> continued luck with that. And, Absolutely. Uh, um, Keep you know? the cops off my back. It's yeah, fine. Exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll cook. With your growing <laughs> fan base of people that are willing to fly in exactly. to see you play for free in the park. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> and tip generously for yeah. you fans out there. <laughs> thanks for thanks for being on the show. Alice. Thanks this for having me, This was such Josh. a pleasure to yeah, meet you. Yeah, such a pleasure so to meet awesome. you, too. Thanks so much. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Cheers. See you next time. <laughs> Ok, 
Okay, that was Alice Phoebe Lou. She is just an absolute delight to talk to. I really had a good time. We got really chatty uh, sort of at the beginning, which is how we came in. And uh, the Hold Steady was playing in the background is really kind of what all about what in-person interviews were. And uh, uh, it was just a del- delight to ch- to talk with her. She's just like super chatty, which is a great thing. And uh, loved her perspective on busking and how it is a super tough business. And uh, I had no idea that it was just like um, really sort of a little bit easier in Berlin to do busking busking than in New York even, which I guess kind of makes sense. We're very authoritarian in the U.S. and Berlin with its uh, um, hyper-democratic background as a city, kind of an island within a country at one point uh, pre, um, what, you know, during the Cold War. Uh, it really has that sense of uh, of collective uh, will of the people. And I uh, loved how she talked about how she loves playing out on parks and how it really, uh, the free concert notion of just making things completely accessible to everyone so that music doesn't become elitist and how everyone can just pay what they will. And uh, she also said she made a couple thousand bucks every time she played just selling her own CDs, or maybe that was a thing that happened earlier on. But uh, it seems to be a pretty successful enterprise. But um, I love the spirit of that. And I love how uh, she still she still gets out there in the park, announces it to her fans. And like she talked about how people will fly in from other places and and come see her play and this was her first time at Newport uh, she was also looking forward to seeing um, uh, Angel Olsen and uh, you know she's just like super excited about being there that's what it's all about um, really love uh, really love Alice Phoebe Lou please go check out her uh, her latest album just out it's entitled Shelter uh, she's playing a uh, extensive fall tour in Europe. You can go to her website uh, to learn more information about those dates. And they're also planning a tour in uh, the spring in the United States. So really psyched about that. And that wraps up uh, this part two of the Newport Folk Festival series here on Roadcase. We've got uh, another uh, three parts to this series. So stay tuned for those. Those will come out, be, be coming out in the next couple of days. Uh, was really psyched to have Gregory Allen Isakoff on the show to just kick off this this particular uh, part two, uh, he's got his album, new album coming out, Appaloosa Bones, on August 18th. Holden Jaffe, Delwater Gap. Uh, thanks again to Holden for being here. His uh, upcoming album is out September 29th. I miss you already, and I haven't left yet. Please go check that out from Delwater Gap. Thanks again to Joby Riccio for being here. Uh, her upcoming album is uh, Whiplash. It's coming out on September 8th on Yep Rock Records. And of course, I just talked about Alice Phoebe Lou and her extraordinary playing. Uh, and her uh, most recent album was out just a couple weeks ago. Please go check it out. It's entitled Shelter. You can find out tour dates on all their uh, respective websites. And uh, thanks so much for being here for this part two. Please stay tuned for more amazing in-person interviews that I've done in parts three, four, and five coming up. And I want to send a special thank you to all my guests for this particular episode. Uh, Gregory Allen Isakoff, Holden Jaffe of Delwater Gap, Joby Richo, and of course, Alice Phoebe Liu. I want to thank all of you for being here on this episode of Road Case. Thanks again so much for listening. 
And I'd like to encourage everyone to get involved with Road Case. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can email me at info at roadcasepod.com with questions, comments, and even suggestions for guests. Or you can follow us on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're at roadcasepod. And we have a YouTube channel called Roadcase Podcast. And of course, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform. And if you could please rate and review the podcast while you're there, that would be great. So I want to thank Waltzer for this awesome theme music that we have. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening to Roadcase. We have a lot of great episodes coming up, so I'll see you on down the road. Mm-hmm.